Hi, I'm Don Mackey, and welcome to the Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. This show is focused on providing strategies to empower community success and vitality. Each episode will feature interviews with cutting-edge rural development thought leaders and community practitioners, remarkable entrepreneurs from business, government, and nonprofits, and by sharing the learnings of E2 entrepreneurial ecosystems. Connect with me, learn more about E2, and subscribe to this show at energizingentrepreneurs.org. Welcome to this episode of Pathways to Rural Prosperity. This is Don Mackey with E2 Entrepreneurial Ecosystems, and I will be your host for today's podcast. Pam and Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Great. Well, I'm so pleased that you can join us today. Our topic is entrepreneur ecosystem champions, and you guys probably don't go around town saying I'm an ecosystem champion, but I think you are, and I think you can share your story that will make it clear to our audience. So I always like to start out with our podcast to have people kind of introduce themselves by way of your journey, a little bit about your background that brought you to this work with entrepreneurship. Pam, if we could start with you, share a little bit about yourself and your journey that's led you up to working with E3, which for our audience stands for Energizing Entrepreneurial Ecosystems. It's an initiative of the Nebraska Community Foundation and the work with Keith County in Nebraska. Thanks, Don. And thank you again for inviting me to talk about entrepreneurism here in Ogallala and Keith County. I never would have imagined five years ago that I'd be sitting here talking to you about entrepreneurism, <laughs> quite honestly. I'm a retired educator, farm and ranch girl, whose really hobby and passion is asset-based community development. And most recently, it's led me to asset-based economic development as well. So to your question, there's a lot of dots that have connected and developed a stronger interest in building an entrepreneurial ecosystem here in Keith County for me. You know, it really began when my husband and I moved here to Ogallala 23 years ago. We had a lot of choices where we wanted to move to. We just felt this area had such great economic potential. We certainly loved the tourism aspect with Lake McConaughey. And that's what it took to hook us for that piece. The other piece, I think, for me was when I became an active member of our local Keith County Foundation Fund, which is an affiliated fund of the Nebraska Community Foundation, I started learning more about Valley County success as they were increasing their small businesses back in the late aught 2000s. And their sustainable practices really mirrored our foundational methods and theories for asset-based community development. That asset-based community development is really just a bottom-up approach for people who don't know that builds on local assets that already exist to strengthen a community. I think the other piece for me that continued that journey, probably a pivotal moment, was just our grant-giving practices. They shifted in about 2020 with increased asset wealth for our foundation fund. And we really became more intentional about impact of the grants that we were giving and how much ripple effect that we suspected they might have. Um, ripple effect is always something unknown. You never know exactly what you're going to get, but it's certainly a good mindset to have when giving. I think COVID changed how we really think about and appreciate and ultimately support entrepreneurs now today and the development of local entrepreneurism. So in a nutshell, those are probably the three biggest pieces, I think, that made a big difference for me. 
Well, thanks for sharing, Pam. And Sarah, your turn. So share a little bit about uh, what brought you to this work in Sydney and Cheyenne County in the southern part of the Nebraska Panhandle. For me, I like to say I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none. (laughs) I have been in a lot of different places within my career over time due to transitions with the company or myself. And so I've learned a lot of whole different things. And I think that just gives me an appreciation for entrepreneurship in general, because you have to be creative. You have to think differently. You have to work hard. And so I was born and raised in city, Nebraska. I moved away after college and said, I'm never going back there. Small town. I moved to Omaha, Nebraska, and I was there for about nine years, met my husband, went to grad school, found a job that I loved. And then my husband became a state trooper. And when you become a state trooper, they move you anywhere in the state of Nebraska (laughs) and they put us back in Sydney. And at that time, I thought it was a death sentence, but I will say time and time again, God knew what I needed before I did. And it's just been such a blessing to be back here and the things that we've been introduced to. And I would never want a different place to raise my family anymore. And For someone that never wanted to be back in the area now, I couldn't be one of its biggest advocates. So I've worked everywhere from large Fortune 500 corporations. And as I've seen, I've gone through my career, I keep getting smaller and smaller. (laughs) And my passion for small business has really grown just because you have so much flexibility. That's where you see the creativity, the ingenuity, and just the impact back to the community. I really think where my passion, I think escalated is everyone should know about Sydney and Cheyenne County in 2017. Our biggest employer of Cabela's was bought out by Bass Pro and almost all of those jobs were eliminated in our community. And a lot of us in the community had the option to leave. And a lot of us chose to stay and fight for the community that we have. And we didn't want to leave what we have here. And so over time, there has been a tremendous boom in this area of entrepreneurs, small business, creative solutions by those that are just really passionate about rural prosperity. And that's really what's contributed to where we are today. Clearly, both of you have a deep commitment and love of your hometowns and seems to be a driving force in the work that you do. So, Pam, I'm going to come back to you. So a couple of years ago, our friends at the Nebraska Community Foundation reached out to you and others in Keith County to see if you might be interested in E3, the E-Communities Initiative. And as you shared in your opening comments, this wasn't something on your radar screen necessarily. And I know at times you questioned, why am I doing this work? But share with our audience why you became interested and ultimately very engaged in the E3 work in Keith County. From a local perspective, with our Keith County Foundation Fund, which I'm going to refer to as our FAC just for short, but we're in the people attraction business here, especially young people, to come back home or to choose to live here. We felt this would be a way to help support any ventures that they might be interested in pursuing. And then also our community has a really rich history and landscape. We're at the beginning of the Sand Hills, we like to tell people, you know, at the start of that. And there's a strong passion or desire to preserve what's really essential about our community's past. But we know that we have to try new things in order to secure that future and that ability to thrive. We've supported grants from the FAC point of view in the past that have focused on entrepreneurs and related projects. 
And we just wanted to explore with more intentionality and build out our partners on those pieces to support, mentor youth, and obviously grant dollars in that direction to help grow that piece. Another piece was just the ecosystems. That ecosystem building spoke to an asset-based approach right up our alley again. Last but not least, we really felt that this was one of four pillars that we really felt most impactful to granting to. Yeah, I think one of the things I've noticed, and Sarah, I saw this when we were in Sydney and did the tours, is many of the entrepreneurs we met in Keith County, I'm thinking about the grocery store in Paxton, the two young women on Main Street in Ogallala. Not only were they pursuing their business interests, making some money, pursuing a career, but there was also a really strong sense that this was important for their community. And that passion seems to come through with the entrepreneurs that we've had a chance to meet in both of your communities. Are you surprised by that, that it's more than simply, I'm going to make a living and pursue a career, but there's this kind of commitment to community building and the place that they want to live and raise their family and the like? Either of you want to jump in on that one? I know it's a throw-in question, but go ahead, Sarah, take it. (laughs) I'm happy to jump in. I would say 10 years ago, that probably would have surprised me. But now there's almost this sense, it is the community sense of even though You might be maybe even a competing business or something, but we want this town to grow and thrive and everything else that we're all in this together. And so we're going to do, it's not just my business. It's not just me. It's how can I help other businesses? And one of my favorite business owners in town, she figures out a way to collaborate with every other business out there. She hires a local photographer to do shoots for all of her prom dresses that she puts out. She brings in the local brewery to serve drinks for girls day out. She's just thinking of all the different partnerships that she can do to promote other businesses. She worked with a local insurance agency to do a food drive. And that's the sense of community that I think is really, it's fulfilling to business owners, I think as well. It's not just me. It's not just my business. I think it's almost a higher purpose. And we're seeing that come through with some of our clients we're working with too. Somebody's looking to get out of their current business and instead of price gouging or trying to get the most out of their business, what I've heard is, I'm going to give this person a very fair price because I know how hard it is to make it in the food industry around here. And so I want to set them up for success. And so I think it's just that camaraderie and community and support. It's not a surprise. It's part of what makes us so great being in a small community. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you, Sarah. I think it's one of the main ingredients of the secret sauce for that sense of community, because it begins and ends with that sense of something bigger than just your entity, your business. When someone does well, we all do well kind of concept. So I think you said it really well. Yeah. And this is so important because nationally, entrepreneurship, oftentimes when we think about the really gazelles, the high performing, it's all about making a bunch of money. But in reality, when it's done in communities, it's community building as well. And it's neighbor to neighbor helping neighbors. And I think it's important for our audience to understand that this can be so much more than simply an economy. It builds community. So Sarah, let's stay with you. Based on earlier conversations you had, if I have the story right, you were already interested in entrepreneurship before E3 came along. Just share a little bit about how your participation in E3 has helped Sydney and Cheyenne County 
move forward in terms of finding and supporting entrepreneurs? So once I think what really ignited it for us in our community was the transition of Cabela's in the community. And we just saw so many people wanted to stay here and they wanted to fight here. And there was a lot of resources that we had, but grasping at several different straws and several different directions. So before we were even presented with the opportunity of E3, a couple of us local community members said, we have to do something. And for me personally, I think networking makes the world go round (laughs) because it's about knowing the right resources that can help when you need them. And just even having Pam and you, Don, just what you have shown has opened our eyes so much. And it's just we were really focused on that network building locally of how can we help each other and help other businesses grow and help get what their resources need. So we did start expanding that networking opportunity within the town. And I will call out something. We would hold a couple events and have members of our group coming. We had a lot of steam. We had a lot of energy. But after time, me being one of the leaders of the group, I will transparently say that I almost quit. And I think that's important to call out because it's really related to entrepreneurship, but then it also speaks to the power of E3. At that time, I remember I was in 500 other activities. I had no clue what I was doing. I knew I wanted to make an impact somewhere, but I was like, I don't know why I started this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what is going on. And then I met a beautiful little angel called Jana Jensen with the Nebraska (laughs) Community Foundation that introduced me to E3. And that really just ignited our fire so much more because we had the passion. We had the people there. We just had no idea what to do. And E3 really gave us a mentors all across the state that I can pick up the phone and call Pam anytime I need to. And I know she would do the same to me. And I would say not just mentors, but friendships, but then also it gave us a playbook of here's what you're supposed to do. And here's, it's different for every community and every community is in a different spot. And what this looks like is going to be different for them. But it was like, here's the right steps and here's where you play and here's where you don't play. And this is what it can look like that it really took us to a different level. And honestly, without the group, without the support of E2 and NCF, we probably would have quit because it just gave us that framework that we can stand around and keep strong to now. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you're sharing. So Pam, I'm going to throw in a question that wasn't in the script, but I understand there's some promising news from what Tara was sharing with me that you guys have kind of turned the corner. You've raised some money for an entrepreneurial navigator, and it sounds like you're moving ahead with a part-time position. As I understand with Molly, you want to share some of that news with us? Yes. I mean, thank you for introducing that. We're very excited. We'll be talking a little bit more about that moving forward, but hopefully, you know, by the 1st of September, things will be in place for a 20 hour a week navigator. That will be Molly Jeffries for us. And Molly's really been great within our E3 group currently. She's going to just transition well into this and she's ready to run with it. She's fantastic. We're so excited that we were just committed to being intentional about this relationship building piece. And you know, that really goes back to probably a part of my learning journey with this piece. I remember having a conversation with Casey Bellitz, who is our former COO at NCF, but now the DED Executive Director for Nebraska, and Jeff Yost, who's our CEO president at NCF. 
an economic development director and myself. And it was just, we were talking about how much time it takes to build these kinds of relationships, how much dedication it really requires each week. We're so fortunate to have so many opportunities to come to the table for Heath County, but it's overwhelming. I can only imagine, I'm not in that office every day and I can only imagine what it's like. So we were having conversations about just across the state about the need for capacity building, for doing just that piece. I shared that with some people locally and they said, gosh, you know, but it's not hard work. It's so easy. And they finally got it when I said, yeah, but it takes time. That relationship piece is just takes time. So we're thrilled. We are ready to go. And I think that we're probably holding back on the reins for Molly because I think that she's ready to, to make things happen for us. Yeah, I was really impressed. She was part of the class that went through our e-navigators training, and she seemed really motivated. So looking forward to that. Sarah, let's come back to you. And you have provided critical leadership in this space and for your E3 initiative in Sydney and Cheyenne County. But you also have a great team. Your team has kind of a reputation for being very efficient, having fun, and getting stuff done. Share a little bit with our audience the importance of that leadership team and why it seems to click so well. It's funny. We're the biggest bunch of crazy, fun, efficient, loving processes. It's goofy, but it's fun and we get stuff done. I haven't worked with a better group of individuals. Our volunteer base within E3 is 100% volunteer. Yes, I've recruited several people to join, but they still show up. We have about 25 active volunteers right now on my team that are critical and 64% of them own their own business or are employees within a local business and 36% of them are local resources. So economic development, the chamber, UNL extension, all those different options that we have available to us. So the vast majority are actually business owners that can contribute to it. And we have our resource partners there. They make what I do easy. So yes, I'm technically the lead, but I would not be here without them every day. They are behind the scenes, checking in on me, seeing what I need. They're setting up all the tech (laughs) in other rooms when we have different things going on. They're my sounding board. They're the ones I delegate to and they get it done. What I have found is it's just so powerful in that network that it's about, I am a firm believer that it is economic development is not one person. It is not the economic development director in the town or the state or anyone else. It is every single member in that community that should be going out and inviting business owners, telling them the resources that are available. And I have an incredible network of the team built here that I'm so grateful for because it's not me just speaking presentations all the time. They're the boots on the ground and they're the ones that we get referrals. So for so many clients, we had one gal join about a month ago, and she's already made four referrals to Alicia to come meet with us. And they're just so powerful in their day-to-day conversations. And that's where the beauty is, is in that team, that it really makes being the lead for this group a piece of cake. And we're very, very fortunate to have the most passionate, fun-loving, crazy group of volunteers you've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. And it speaks to the fact that this is relationship-based development. Pam, to your point that it takes time. Those relationships are important, but when you energize those and exercise those, it opens doors. People who maybe wouldn't ask for help now are more open to it because somebody they trust has said, 
take a look at this. And so it's powerful. So Pam, back to you. Now, your official community role, you probably have a lot of others. And so I'm just picking on one, but that's the chair of the Keith County Community Foundation Fund, which you've referenced. You're also, I believe, the current chairperson of the Nebraska Community Foundation, correct? I am the current chair of Nebraska Community Foundation, but I would make a correction. I am the immediate past chair of Community Foundation Fund. All right. So one job less significant, and now you've got another one. But I want to go to the connection between philanthropy and entrepreneurship. By design, you know, with Nebraska Community Foundation being the host, that was one of the goals is this idea that philanthropy could support ecosystem building, but also support ecosystem building that's beyond business, but also includes community building. So talk a little bit about the foundation or the philanthropy connection with entrepreneurship. I think some of us have talked about in our E3 the last couple of years that community development is economic development. Both of those pieces are bottom-up approaches. Sarah defined it very well, what that looks like in Sydney, and they're doing a fabulous job. And I would add, Sarah, I'm going to sidestep just a little bit. You're a fabulous leader for them. They're really a model for the state, and I hope everyone asks more questions about what's happening in Sydney. But that bottom-up approach is no different than what we're doing with our economic development piece as well through the E3 program. One of the things that we really strongly believe in that ABCD focuses on making the resources that are already in a community visible. And I would love to hear more of our peers talk about that process when they were doing some of their asset mapping. I can speak to what that looked like in Keith County. It was an energized session for us because it really opened eyes. We had conversations about assets that we did not, some of us were not aware of. It's a process I think that should be probably refreshed every year, if not sooner. But those pieces were all able to leverage these types of pieces, a natural environment, social cultural, economic growth, those economic advantages with some of the philanthropic dollars that we have. Those are real game-changing efforts for us in our communities. And we're fortunate enough, I would speak for Sydney as well, that we're able to have enough dollars to really make some impact. Absolutely. Well, guys, as I warned you, this goes fast and we need to start wrapping up, but I'm going to pose one final question. And that is, what would you hope is true in your community a year from now based on the work of E3? And so, Sarah, why don't you take the question first, then we'll go to Pam, and then we'll wrap up. I would say just within the past couple of years, I've already been extraordinarily proud of our community and what they've done. And to go through such a traumatic event and come back better for it, it says a lot to the people and the strengths that we have here. We did a study the other day, and what we found is since 2017, which was what the buyout happened, 101 new businesses have launched in Cheyenne County, which is just incredible. And we need to continue to foster that and not lose steam. So I think really the focus is we've created a ton of new programs, which we want to continue to grow, like our youth entrepreneurship program. And that's going to launch this year, which I can't wait to see. 
but really I think is continue to build upon the foundation that we have and make that stronger. So I would say it's pretty simple. And then that in the last year has really been what is E3 and trying to demonstrate that to the community. And really I would like in the next year to see that culture change of not what is E3, who is E3, what is going on, but rather have you talked to E3 because we've proven our effectiveness and we're helping people get off the ground. And so it's really kind of that culture change in the community of talking about of you're starting a business or you want to transition or you're struggling in any way, or you just need to talk to someone. Have you talked to E3? That's where I would love to see the change happen in the next year. So in the grand scheme of things, it is relatively small, but to me, that's embedding it in the community. And that's something that will continue to build the success of the program and our business owners. So that would be the biggest shift I would say I'd like to see in the next year. Great. Pam, what would you like to see true with E3 in Keith County in the coming year? Well, you already touched base on it. I'm really optimistic since we now have a designated navigator in place as of September 1. Optimistically, I see us moving forward. I want to continue touting the efforts of that E3 team. They're just doing a fabulous job. Such a great mindset shift has occurred in the last 18 to 24 months. And we are definitely on a great trajectory right now. We have some metrics in place, but we're just getting started. So how many new businesses? I don't even want to say. I don't even want to put a goal out there because I'm hoping that would blow it out of the water. The reality would blow it out of the water. But the tide is definitely rising. I really hope that we have, like Sarah, more people asking, who do I contact? Who's on that E3 team? We have some great socials happening this fall, so we can continue building that awareness as well. Well, we're pulling for you. We're here to help if we can. I want to thank both of you, Sarah and Pam, for being my guests today. Loved it. Thank you. Thank you, John. Happy to be here. So, folks, we're going to wrap up, and I just want to remind you of some resources. By way of a program note, our uh, podcast edition for August 2023 features two entrepreneurial navigators, one from Oregon, St. Helens, Rachel, but also we had AJ from Sydney join us. And so if you want to learn more about e-navigation, do uh, tune into that podcast. So remember, your go-to resource is energizingentrepreneurs.org. There's a whole set of free resources organized around likely questions and themes. You can access not only our papers and resources, but the relevant podcasts that go with those topics. And of course, if you have questions, just reach out to me and we're always happy to talk. Specific to this podcast, we're going to share a little bit more about this idea of entrepreneurial ecosystem champions, a bit more about E3. We had Casey Billets as a guest a while back, and so we'll create access to that podcast and the resources. And then we'll also share more information on two great communities, Keith County, Nebraska, Sydney and Cheyenne County, Nebraska. And so we'll make that available. So Sarah and Pam, it's been great to have you as my guest, all my best. And to you who listen to this, all our best to you and your efforts to grow a stronger rural America, one community at a time. Thanks and take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. Head on over to energizingentrepreneurs.org where you can subscribe to this podcast and tap into more than 25 years of field experience from E2 Entrepreneurial Ecosystems. 
I'm Don Mackey, and I'll see you next time on Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. Thank you.